Thanks for listening to the KC Morning Show. Well, good morning. Rise and shine. I don't understand morning people. What a glorious day. Sun shining, birds chirping. We should be able to hit these people. Wake up, wake up, wake up. Huh? What? And what do we want this morning? A lot of people want coffee. A lot of it. I'm going to need more than coffee. How about I kick you in the neck? Okay, then. Coffee's fine. Well, I guess it's that time. About that time. It's showtime. <laughs> Everything's running smoothly. That's Kitty and this right here, this right here, it's your KC Morning Oh, baby! Kitty, what, what, what are you doing? Where are you going? I'm sorry, one of my plant leaves, um, it, <laughs> it died. One of my snake leaves fell over. Oh, that was amazing. I'm gonna have to assess the situation apparently when we're finished because, yeah... I knew I was getting called out for that one. No, I just, when I when I started and hit the button, my eyes were open. You know, when I do my thing, I yell and scream, I close my eyes. And so I just opened them back up when I got to the baby. And I opened them and it's like, oh, you're you're not there. Where did you go? Is she all right? What's wrong with my baby? D- your baby. I'm a plant daddy. Nothing important. It's just a little pruning. Come here, girl. Mama's going to get you some water later, isn't she? Maybe some sunshine. Yeah. Kitty, what's the word, girl? How is you? Excited that it's Monday for like the first time in my life right now. Wow, what a what a new leaf you have turned. What is what is this new uh, sense of optimism? I like it. I got today off. I got tomorrow okay. off. I don't okay. know if you've been outside, but it's so nice out, and it just. I don't know. It makes me feel like a kid when my mom would clean and she'd open all the windows and she'd have candles going and it was like kind of fallish. You know, you come home from school and everything's like apple scented. I want to recreate that feeling for little me today. Okay. And, and it's it's just those okay. vibes, you know? Have time to put away clothes and do laundry and decide what part of your summer wardrobe probably needs to be put up on the shelf. <laughs> That's the day I'm having. And I'm stoked. Kitty, look at you. I like this. Shall we do a weather dealio? Yeah, we're over here talking about fall, apple scents, pumpkin smells. I want to go to the patch, by the way. No, I'm go, down. Go kick it at the patch. We didn't get a chance to do this. We did none of it last our year. Our first year, so we got to do that now. Get the hayride going, go through a maze or two. I don't know. The corn crawl. Corn crawl. Yeah, where they have those giant uh, pits. Filled with corn. Uh, People know what I'm talking about. Everyone puts their baby in the corn pit. Uh, man, this seems, again, awfully specific to Centerview, Missouri. I don't know what this is. <laughs> if you have a baby or you've been a baby, please respond and tell us about your experience in the corn pit. Hartzell doesn't believe me, but I'm telling you, they do it up here. 89 degrees and partly cloudy on your Monday. Happy Monday. A good day to be a Kansas Cityan. A wet day to be a Kansas Cityan, which I needed to be done with this rain at least early because we got a championship to go bring home. We'll talk about that later on the show. Go Monarchs! Thunderstorms likely this afternoon. Winds out of the south-southwest 10 to 20 MPHs this evening. 57 degrees. A full moon tonight, Kitty. Bringing home a title under a full moon. Oh, that'd be nice. That would be dope. Tomorrow for your Tuesday, mostly sunny and 74. Then Wednesday, sunny and 73. Fall. It's a coming in hot. And I like that. Oh, you're a bit bummed out. I know. I started the show by saying, like, I want to recreate that fall feeling. But also, I am bummed. I do love summer. 
I do. I ain't gonna miss them mosquitoes though. <laughs> I also am not gonna miss peeling my ass cheeks off my leather seat. That's your weather dealio on your KC You know, I love my tank tops, flip flops. God, I think the thing I most hate about summer ending is that, yeah, you can be that person that wears socks with sandals for those first few months of fall, but there's just not an easy shoe to slide on when you're walking your dog or running late, you know, because you got to get the whole sock combo going on. The shoe. How does Carrie Bradshaw do it living in New York? I will never know. I guess it's just TV. When is the uh, when's the deadline for the pitch awards? Do you know? Nope. If I had to guess, it's probably pretty soon. Kansas City, the KC Morning Host. Would you like to update your Twitter bio and have it read reigning and defending two-time, two-time best local podcast? Because that's what it is. It's not a win for us, Kitty. No, it's a win for all of us. And there's a bunch of podcasts that are in that category. Also, so many podcasts are just popping up left and right. Shit. Often imitated, but never duplicated. That's the KC Morning Host, baby. They do say imitation is the sincerest form of flattery, but I personally find it lazy. Pick a new city. <laughs> Thepitchkc.com for all the info. Best local podcast. I got best radio personality and then best personality. I've got a bubbly personality. Too many to count. Too many to count. <laughs> but I'm tis. Before we get to the news, though, and I guess we did already kind of talk about this. You mentioned the summer and now the fall. What are your goals as we close out? 2021 i know i got probably too big on a monday way too existential to kick off your week but hell it's september 20th this year is done and just as you ponder i would like to uh i want to write more there's an argument this is like my audio essays you know the casey morning show every day but i would actually like to write stuff down more so what about you what do you want to do okay that's fair. Ooh, I got a fair. Nice. And I guess I could even say something that goes along with that is that something I tried to do more this year, and I guess I'm going to continue it, is that I've been reading more. You I know, noticed you, this. You say you want to write more. I, I finished, what, this. like three or four books this year so mm-hmm. far? That's a bunch for you. <laughs> Not required, nothing. Did you make a conscious decision you wanted to read yeah. more? Or did you, oh, okay, good. Yeah, I did, actually. It started that I, too, was like, I need to get back into the groove of writing. And every now and again, you know, I'm in my notes draft or whatever tab on my phone. Fit out a couple poems here and there, but they haven't gotten to paper lately. So I did pick up this one book that was called Bird by Bird. Definitely recommend reading it an instructional how-to for life and writing and that's why i picked that book up because i thought oh i'll read this book about writing it'll give give me me the prompts yeah and then i thought well this book's done let me get another one and i just started picking different books off my shelves that i have had for years never read gifted to me bought by myself whatever bought for the aesthetic Bought for the aesthetic, cool cover, <laughs> and yeah, I'm now on my fourth or fifth book. There you go. See, it's the domino effect. Once that first one tips over, it's like, oh, I need more. Oh, I've been getting, you know, lost in the stories again. Kind of feeling, again, like a child, like I said recently. Sometimes to nurture your inner child is to get lost in someone else's world. And I didn't oh. know that it was really possible oh. as an adult because you lose so much creativity and imagination. And when you're a kid, you know, you can read about other kids or teenagers going off and fighting whatever but then you're an adult and you try to think about getting into someone else's world i've been reading
reading so many books by women, specifically women in their 20s, you know, that are out doing whatever, right about Hedy Lamar. Not only a magnitude of a woman, but also a f***ing scientist. So I'm just, I don't know, feeling very inspired to be better, I guess. Yo, what is this? What is this inspirational speech we're getting from Kitty on a Monday? That's the content you came for, ladies and gentlemen. Well, I had a thing prepared, but I don't think we need that thing now. We ready to go. We fired up. Ready to go. You said you wanted the banter, and I told you the most organic conversation is the best, and here we are. Kitty, shall we do some some news? Let's do the news. Let's do the news. Monday, September 20th. Can I go make a copy? Only if you make me one. Deal. Let's do that news! In other news, this city needs its news. News team, assemble! Let's go, let's go! My name's Arthur, that's Kitty, and this right here, this is, this is your news break! Take a little break with the news! Kitty, what's the news? You got no news? You mean to tell me you got no news? Haunt is back. Our world's a fun. Oh, that's right. Yeah, go get spooked. We gotta go. We still have those ripcord passes. Oh, are those good during haunt? They do rides and stuff, but yeah, I think they're still doing it. So that's why we gotta get. We gotta go now. All right. Look at you shaking your head. You're very excited for this. You know I don't love... I'm gonna pull the cord. I don't love being way up high. Um... But I'll do anything once. And we'll give pictures to document that I did it that one time. Yeah. And then no more times after that. <laughs> so he says. Yeah. So we'll have Sean on the show. Sean, PR and communications with World of Fun. Breaking down the haunts. Halloween haunts and worlds of fun. I should be their voiceover guy. What the hell? That was, that was not bad. You should. But Talk you to him about that. My interview will just be me pitching myself. Yeah. Is that it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and here's why you should give me money. All right, Kitty, let's do this. Let's do COVID! Right now, nearly half of people making under $75,000 in Missouri say they are somewhat likely to be evicted in the next two months. That's, of course, according to the global advisory firm Stout. Just under 18% say they are, quote, very likely to be evicted because of overdue rent. That's why a new center is giving more than just resources, but hope for local families. The message is, is that you're not alone. There are huge opportunities for people with unpaid rent and utilities, $11 million worth. Make sure that they get that corrected. We've got to line out the door of people that uh, have not been able to access these funds yet. Day one of the new KC Emergency Rental Assistance Center, and the seats were full. I'm here today trying to get a little assistance to help to pay my um, water bill and um, outstanding bill. And they said, oh, her power was turned off three minutes ago. And I said, well, can we do anything? And they said, we just did. It's back on. So it really works. It's a big difference. On average, people have received more than $4,000 of assistance. Utilities are not just gas and water. Those are important, but your uh, broadband and your internet as well. The city says so far it's given out $10 million and it's got another $11.7 million to give out in round two. If you would like to get help from the new Rental Assistance Center, you can go ahead and make that appointment. There are two time frames on Mondays and on Wednesdays. You can also schedule for Thursdays. That's from 1 to 6 p.m. This is inside the Housing and Community Development Center. This is on Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, formerly 
formerly known as Blue Parkway. You will need to bring an identification, proof of residency, proof of your income, and documentation of your need. Well, vaccine advisors with the CDC meet this week. COVID-19 booster shots are expected to be on the agenda. This comes as the U.S. is still seeing high daily cases. The Biden administration had hoped to start administering COVID-19 booster shots to the general population this week. But vaccine advisors to the FDA only recommended an emergency use authorization of Pfizer vaccine to people 65 and older and those at high risk of severe COVID-19. They didn't recommend a third dose for people 16 and older, citing a lack of data about the safety and efficacy of a third dose. I don't think they made a mistake, but the one thing I think people need to realize that data are coming in literally on a daily and weekly basis. And health officials say that data will likely result in more Americans rolling up their sleeves for a third time in the not too distant future. An estimated 52.2% of Kansas City residents now have received at least one dose of the COVID-19 vaccine. Numbers are moving up. 52. It's better. Still pretty bad, but it's better. I think we've only been to two places where our vaccine card was required for entrance. That's ridiculous. Only two. I'm ready for that to be everywhere. I bring it everywhere just in case. And I think we should. Absolutely. Especially now as we're getting ready to get to the fall and winter. We can't go outside anymore. We've got the cover. It's FDA approved now. You got no reason not to say, yo, show me that shot. All right, Kitty, let's go ahead and do it. Let's knock this out now. Let's talk Chiefs. Chiefs, bummer. Listen, turnovers, they kill you in this league. And we had two of them. Down the stretch, crucial time. I mean, it's a team effort. Um, so you, when you have the opportunities to tackle, you got to tackle. And I didn't think we did very well with that, the first half in particular. Gimbal gave up a lot of a lot of yards there. So got guys in position, you got you know, you to make the tackle. You got to make the play. But again, all that said, you have the ball. Driving down that last that last series, what should have been the last series, and we fumbled. So we had ourselves in a position where we could win the game and didn't win it. So we've got to learn from all of this and do better. How about that honey badger, though? Pay that man whatever he wants. How about this, though? Your Kansas City Monarchs, for the first time in generations, have the opportunity to bring home a world championship. The Kansas City Monarchs are just one win away from a championship. They won the first two games of the American Association Finals on the road, most recently 7-5 to five Saturday night. Game three is Monday night at 7 o'clock at Legends Field in KCK. And I know owner Mark Brandmeier is excited for championship baseball here tonight. Just knowing the journey you guys have gone on this season, what are the thoughts and emotions going into tonight? Oh, my God. We are so excited to be here. We started in May. You know, I can't believe it's September already. Yeah. And we are really developing a great fan base here. There's a Monarchs Nation here in Wyandotte County and really all over the city that we're excited to embrace. It's, it was a little slow starting in May. We yeah. had some weather. But now it's really grown. And uh, we had a great month in, in July and August. And we're looking to pack the stands tonight for our championship game. So fingers crossed we get this game in. Rain, rain, go away, do all that stuff. Give me that anti-rain dance, kitty. Show them that thing. What are you laughing at? Show them that thing. Knock on wood. I'm not trying to be that guy. But, you know, we end up getting one of these rings. You keep saying we, but then you keep saying that I'm not getting what I want. So. Well, I'm just curious what finger you think it would look best on for me. You know, index, pinky. Looking like a lot of middle finger right now. Okay, yeah. It's not actually where I was thinking you'd put it. <laughs> it's a Monday. It's a Monday. You said kitty. Pinky? You nasty. You nasty. Did they make them that big? Hey, oh, kitty. Another theater 
Open them back up. The sound of movie theater popcorn is back at the Glenwood Arts Theater in Overland Park. Almost 40 years doing this, and I, I didn't really realize how much I missed it. After reopening and closing once already, Mosman says the timing is right with film release schedules. The theater is opening with customer safety in mind by having socially distanced seating, extra cleaning, and masks required. Co-owner and Mosman's twin brother Brian says he doesn't want to knock the big theaters like AMC, but he hopes the community will support small mom and pop theaters. They have so many people, and I won't say that you're just a number, but at times you don't get that personal experience, and you, you do with us. The brothers say customer donations helped keep them afloat the last year, along with PPP and grant money. They say closing for good was never an option, and they hope it stays that way. We've been doing this for such a long time. We love what we do. We want to continue doing it, but we need the support of the public. And Friday will tell us, uh, you know, what the what the public wants. Now, hopefully they want us. You may have saw last week, Mayor Q made a tweet welcoming new arrivals from Afghanistan. Looks like Kansas City is going to be getting a little over 500 Afghan refugees headed to the heartland. Kansas City, here they come. Welcome home. The first family of Afghan evacuees arrived in Kansas City. Resettlement agencies are preparing for hundreds more. Mayor Quinton Lucas shared a tweet saying he was proud of the city for welcoming all people. More than 100,000 people were airlifted out of Kabul as the U.S. withdrew and the country fell back under Taliban control. Some more updates on the Kevin Strickland case, Kitty. This man been behind bars for over 50 years for a crime that he did not commit. And at this point, I mean, what are we even doing? The state is going against itself. Our hack of an attorney general has been fighting against getting this man out of prison. A whole different level of cruel, but at least now it looks like we have a date for a hearing. Strickland is 62. He's been in jail since he was 18, convicted of a 1978 Kansas City triple murder. Evidence has now emerged, leading the Jackson County prosecutor, Gene Peters Baker, to believe he is innocent. I am profoundly sorry for the harm um, that has come to you. In 1978, Strickland was identified as one of the killers by a woman who survived the attack. But years later, the late Cynthia Richardson, in an email, took her claim back. Two others who pled guilty to the same crime also say that Strickland was not involved. Today, Jackson County Judge Kevin Harrell set a hearing to reevaluate Strickland's case. This will be October 5th through 7th. Those days will be the days that the substantive case is actually going to be heard. Strickland's lawyer says witness Richardson was drunk and high the night of the killings and had just watched three friends get murdered. Lawyers think that science now shows those factors can impair memory. And how those issues are proved in court today versus how they were proved in court in 1979. And those are substantial differences. So Kevin Strickland, who spent 42 years in prison, will now get another hearing in early October. The new KCI, Kitty, got a vendor now. It's going to have parts of the entire city going to be all yeah, throughout uh, I did. the single terminal. Mm-hmm. Looks kind of cool. I guess. It's just so far out there, you know? Like the airport in general? Like the airport in general. Like, I get it because, duh, it needs to be far away from everyone, so it's not super disruptive. Are you one of these downtown folks? You want everything downtown? You want a downtown stadium? No, a downtown no, airport? What no. else you want downtown? Downtown's crowded AF, but do I, I want to drive that far? I just can't imagine, like, someone being like, yeah, Kansas City, and then they, like, pull up, and they get out, and they're like... We made a terrible mistake. Let's go national, Kitty. Heartbreaking news out of Grand Teton, Wyoming tonight, where searchers found a body matching the description of missing Long Island native Gabby Petito. The last reports of 22-year-old Gabby Petito in Grand Teton Park came in late 
August. That was nearly four weeks ago. Now, her parents filed a missing persons report on September 11th, 17 days after they last received a phone call from her. Full forensic identification has not been completed to confirm 100% that we found Gabby, but her family has been notified of this discovery. The cause of death has not been determined at this time. And with that, the search for Gabby Petito in Wyoming seems to have come to an end. Petito's family asked the media for privacy as they grieve. Shortly after the announcement by the FBI, Petito's father posted this image on Twitter of his daughter saying she touched the world. The focus of the investigation now turns to the whereabouts of Petito's fiance, Brian Laundrie. He is not a suspect in any crime, but he is nowhere to be found. For the second day in a row, police in Florida searched a reserve near Laundrie's parents' home where Laundrie is believed to have gone Tuesday morning. He hasn't been seen since. Police ended the search before dusk. We went inside the Carlton Reserve. It is 25,000 acres of muddy, swampy land with thick brush. Brian Laundrie and his family have refused to speak with investigators about what they knew about Petito. Laundrie was home in Florida 10 days before Petito's family reported her missing. The Laundrie family home in Northport, Florida was quiet Sunday evening. In the driveway sat Brian Laundrie's Mustang. We've learned that that Laundrie's parents picked up their son's car last Thursday morning at the reserve. The attorney for the Laundrie family says they looked for their son in the reserve Wednesday and Thursday before calling police Friday to report him missing. So I'll be honest, I had not been following along as much as you had for this. This is a movie, like in the worst kind of way. I saw it pretty early from one of the original posts, you know, like someone saying my friend is missing, yada, yada, yada. And then it blew up and I was like already super invested. It's so sad. And I keep seeing a lot of people saying, why is this case any more important? Is it because she's white? Is it because whatever? I feel like people are getting mad about this case because of the fact that she was already a YouTuber, blogger, Instagrammer. Oh, and, see, and, you that. know, she documented the whole thing. She had a good amount of following. And I just am getting a little bit annoyed that people are so irritated that she's gotten so much, you know, publicity over it. I'm like, because there was so much footage that it didn't make sense. I didn't know she already was kind of a internet sensation. That adds a whole extra layer to this story. And and then you said the other day they only were able to locate her because another group of bloggers yeah, happened to be on the I'm site. What the hell? Is that like yesterday or Saturday, another couple YouTuber was going through some of their footage from their own trip to Wyoming and the national parks and stuff. And they only realized it because the van had been all over social media that Gabby's van was in the background of one of their shots. Mm. And they were able to pinpoint the location of where they had shot that footage, sent it to FBI, and they found her like less than a mile away from where they gave the coordinates. That is wild. So wild. Wild in the worst way. This is going to be. It is. It's going to be a movie, honest to God. And it's sad. We just sat here and lived through it and watched it happen. And now we're still waiting. We're still waiting to see what happens to Brian. Is he dead? He's got to be dead, right? I don't think he's dead. I don't know. The fact that they have found her there's now, there's no way he can get out of this anymore. There, no, but there's something so sinister about it. They were also true crime podcast listeners. Oh, what the yeah, hell, man? They were obsessed with this shit. So I think this dude, he wanted to be famous and he also got tired of her. A little bit uh, of both. I think this uh, dude is having the biggest like 
hard on knowing that the entire world is looking for him and pissed off at him, which is even sicker. Every time I hear more details about this story, I have even more questions. I didn't know half that stuff, see? Yeah, yesterday my boss actually had told me I could leave a little bit early, and so I was already packing up and cleaning things, and then you sent me that text saying that they found her body, and I immediately shut down the shop and left. Like time to go. I was. I was so upset. I really I guess part of me really wanted to hope in the back of my mind that maybe they were both crazy and this was both their idea. Kind of gone girl a little bit. You know, maybe she'd pretend to be missing and he'd go run off and then they'd both just randomly appear alive and be like, Oh, well, you can't charge us with anything. But now we're the talk of true crime. I was hoping for that case, even though I knew it was much darker so i am very sad and i do hope that her family finds peace so what you think about montero kitty it's good i love it I do. I really love it. I listened to the entire album all the way through. No shuffle, no skips, nothing. And now I've listened to it shuffled probably five or six different times. He can times. do everything. Everything. Can do absolutely all types of genres. My dude knows how to sell. He made a TikTok, I think, over the weekend. Why no other rappers want to have Lil Nas X on the tracks. Bunch of homophobes. 1,000%. The culture needs a whole lot of changing. The culture's getting better, but it needs a whole lot of changing. Perhaps, Kitty, Lil Nas X, don't need no rappers on his tracks. You know the you know the collab that we really need? The one we really want? Another one with Billy Ray Cyrus? No, the one with him and the Teletubbies. Oh, yeah. This is the song. La, 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 la. Elmo song. La, 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 la. La, 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 la. That's right, Kitty. The Teletubbies have asked Lil Nas X if they can be featured on his next album. He said, and I quote, All right, bet. Me and Tinky Winky on the hook. It's gonna happen. This would not be the first time he has collaborated with the children's show. He covered Elmo's song with Elmo from uh, Sesame Street. I love Lil Nas X. I don't think he can do any wrong. And if I'm a rapper right now, if I'm just trying to, you know, chart, why would I not want Lil Nas X on my track? The publicity you would get solely for even saying you were friends little Nas X and uh, good on Kid Cudi he came to his defense I saw his tweet over Kid the Cudi did say yeah he's like we're gonna make music together he's great and Montero is also great hell of an album yeah and also that's his name for a long time I was like man what is, what is Montero is that like sort of place oh that's just my dude's name okay I love it he's got some really really good songs on there that cut deep I'm not gonna lie well speaking of songs that cut deep this band has a song I won't say it cuts deep, but they were cut deep for being excluded from this list. Hey now, you're an all-star. Smash Mouth. They have some beef with the Rolling Stone. Oh, the best songs of all time. For the first time since 2004, Rolling Stone, they came out with an updated list of their 500 best songs ever made. Number one was Aretha Franklin, Respect. Number two, Public Enemy, Fight the Power. Sam Cooke, Change is Gonna Come. Number four, Bob Dylan, Like a Rolling Stone. Number five, Nirvana, Smells Like Teen Spirit. There you go. Well, Smash Mouth, they uh, they got gypped. They're not happy about it. They're not on the list at all? They didn't make the list at all, Kitty. And they are upset, and they want answers. Smash Mouth tweeting out, is All-Star? Not on this list? Is All-Star not an All-Star anymore? We are not stars at all? 
You're listening to the KC Morning Show. that sports thing. He's the managing editor for BetSided.com. Our very own Benny Heisler. My brother, how you doing, man? I mean, how are you recovering? What the hell? What the hell, man? What, what the hell is a good way to start things off? But like, I just as somebody who just thoroughly enjoyed that game, just from a like the beauty of a football standpoint, like Hartzell, week one on Sunday Night Football, you had like this bludgeoning. You had, like, two teams that didn't deserve to play on there. Well, you had one team that deserved to be on there. And then, like, last night, you had two damn good teams that played a classic on Sunday Night Football. Now, the way that the Chiefs lost the game was not ideal. Clyde Edwards-Alaire fumbles the ball after Mahomes takes him down and on three plays in a Ravens territory. Buttkicker.com is going to go ahead and knock it through, and the Chiefs go home, and that's the end of the story. And it didn't happen. Here's the thing. Like, Baltimore was due. They had a bunch of bad breaks go their way last Monday night. And Chiefs, at some point, are, were, were due to have the ball bounced against them once in a while. You'd rather have it happen in a game that's not in your division. You know that they have the talent. They should have beaten the Ravens. But I, I'm just kind of looking at last night as, like, everything that was supposed to go right did, for the most part. Chiefs' line looked solid. Mahomes made some incredible plays. The offense still looks great. The defense is still a work in progress, but you kind of knew that going into the season. Like, I don't think anything changed as a result of the Ravens winning last night, other than, like, Lamar's a damn good quarterback, and the Chiefs kind of gave it away. And that happens. Like, football is weird and fun and beautiful, and that was the uh, sort of epitome of all of it last night. Do you have a helmet on you? Do you want to play defense? Are you capable of playing any sort of defense? Because we could use you right now. Have you seen your boy run a 40 <laughs> since I've had a couple of kids? <laughs> like, if you're looking at that 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 secondary and you're like, you know, I feel like Daniel Sorensen is trailing Hollywood Brown. I, if you think Sorensen was going to be far behind, putting me out there, probably wearing a linebacker's number is not going to help anybody. Benny, I don't even need you to be able to tackle anybody that much. I just need you when, you know, just stand in the way and get run over, and then maybe that's a tackle by default because we couldn't even do that. Okay, so you're saying that I can basically just sort of be there as like a tackling dummy, just sort of be just be right place, right time. And, and basically, instead of like, you know, trying to stay with the wide receiver, as soon as the ball is hiked, I just sprint back like 30 yards just to make sure that nobody gets beat the way that Hollywood Brown beat him last night that's that's what you're saying i can do and then they can pay me like a couple million dollars for the season to do that after what we saw last night man i'm open for any and all <laughs> ideas because my goodness how many yards did they end up getting this is why it pisses me off that that people just clown on lamar so much because like regardless of whether or not the chiefs gave it away that dude's a gamer and he's so much fun to watch and he's electric in space and like john harbaugh is an established super bowl winning coach like, he and Andy Reid have the same amount of Super Bowls. And I know that Reid has sort of looked at the upper echelon of coaches and, and Harbaugh can get clowned from time to time. But, I mean, he's going to his quarterback. The guy that so many NFL insiders and experts and, anal and analysts were like, yeah, this, this guy's a wide receiver. He's, you know, we don't believe in his ability to be quarterback. The, that's the, uh, the head coach, a Super Bowl winning head coach going up to his quarterback 
and saying, hey, do you want to go for it on fourth down and ice the game and, and take Kansas City and make sure Mahomes doesn't have a chance to get back on the field? Like, if you don't believe that Lamar Jackson is a top-tier quarterback in this league, like, if you're that type of established head coach, you're not doing that. So I, I don't think there's any shame in, in losing to Baltimore Sunday night on the road, especially the fact that you just gave it away and sometimes you're going to have those types of breaks fall against you in the NFL. So you're right. Defense needs a lot of work. And Lamar carved him up. Hollywood had that broken play. Mark Andrews had some nice plays. They, they did a nice job, an effective job running on him. But you knew this going in. And it, here's here's my concern, Hartzell, is that it, I, I don't think the Chiefs are not going to be back in the AFC Championship game. I think they're going to go to their fourth straight. Um, what this reminds me of, though, a little bit, is the the team the year before they won the Super Bowl. The Mahomes MVP season where the defense just could not get New England off the field in overtime. And so I, I do wonder, because even though Tyron Matthew made a couple awesome plays, it was great to have him back, uh, but Chris Jones no longer up the middle. He's on the edge. We're seeing whether or not that's going to play an impact. Like, I, I do wonder about more of these issues in the secondary and inability to create a lot of pressure on the quarterback. Like, Justin Houston... For Baltimore, you know, friendly name from the past, was out here looking like he was 25 years old again. And so, like, that's pretty incredible to me. Like, you only blame a certain amount, but right now the Chiefs aren't getting to the passer. They're not making the right plays in coverage other than Tyron Matthew. Like, at some point, you got to make some adjustments here. Otherwise, this is going to be a team that I do think defense lets them down at the end. Can we all agree that the Honey Badger just made himself a few extra bucks last night? Just a few, you right. think? I think so. By the way, just just for the record, he would have been my, my Kansas City showman of the game. I, I just want to come out and, and say that, even though we didn't have a chance to talk on, on, on Friday. Tyron Matthew would be my Kansas City showman, so I, I still get credit for that, right? As we get ready for this week, why don't you go ahead and predict the, the week of storylines? What should we be looking forward to as Chiefs fans before we uh, jump off the cliff? So I think what you're going to see is uh, like just another compelling matchup. Like the Chargers have a very good quarterback and they kind of let that game slip away had a, had a comeback against dallas uh everybody thought there was gonna be a ton of points in that game and i was like ah watch out for the chargers defense uh their new coach brandon staley was the defensive coordinator for the los angeles rams last year and the rams are the number one defense in the nfl if you can hold dallas with that offense to, to less than 20 points which they did uh or i think i think they won 20 to 17 either 17 to 14 or 20 to 17 but if you hold Dallas to 20 points or less, you're, you're doing an exceptional job. Now, you know, Mahomes and the Chiefs is one step above Dallas, and Dallas is a really good offense. So I, I think you're going to see, like, a, a battle-tested team. And Justin Herbert is a very good quarterback. Again, not at the level of Mahomes, but, like, I, I think the storyline Hartzell is going to be, like, these are the two dudes that are going to be battling it out. Like, Chargers-Chiefs is going to be your key matchup in the division for the next several years because he's a stud and you got your stud and Herbert was actually moved up at, at WinBet Sportsbook, the sportsbook that we work with over at BetSided. At one point, he was number two to an MVP behind Pat Mahomes. Like, this is how much this guy is respected in the league in just his second year. So I, I think that's the storyline is like, this team is going to be the, the new call on your sides, uh, the, the team that's going to contend with the Chiefs for the next several seasons in the division. Like, it's going to be a lot of fun uh, to watch these two battle for a long, long time. I lied to you, Benny. I said that was the last question, but you all had such excellent coverage this last weekend. In fact, all last week. You guys just been bringing it, man. Plug us those handles. Tell us where to go. All the links. My, my dude, I appreciate you. Yeah, people can go. Again, we're, we're part of the Fansided Network. So if you go to fansided.com slash betsided, 
That is how you find us. You can also just Google search Betsided and our stuff will come up. If you want to follow us, we are on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at Betsided. If you want to follow me, I am at Benny Heiss. Uh, we've already got several articles going for today, previewing the Monday night game. You got the Lions and the Packers. Big opportunity for Aaron Rodgers to uh, stomp on the Lions' chest after a really bad week one. And, of course, we'll have all sorts of predictions and previews and anything that you need as a better uh, to get your way through week three of the NFL, week four of college football. I mean, we've been all over it. In fact, our, our upset picks, our upset specials uh, for both NFL and college football have been off to like an awesome start this year. So we might as well keep it going. Our, our, one of our, uh, our analysts, uh, Ian McMillan, he went 13 and three against the spread in week one. He went uh, 10 and five so far in week two. So he's on fire. So just stay with us, man. We're, we're fun. We're energetic. We're having a lot of good times with a lot of these different games, and we're, we're giving it to you in a way that's easily digestible. You can read it in about a couple minutes, and then you're good to go. Uh, so let's uh, let's let's keep uh, the winning going this week, Arsenal. Right, so let's uh, make it happen. I like that. Take us to the moon, Benny Heist. Take us to the moon, to the moon. Benny Heist. He is the managing editor at BetSided, part of the Fan Sided Network. I followed both this last week, and I am better for it. Benny Heist, we're going to chat this week. Yes, so we're going to Sizzler. Come on, Lenny. Pump it in there, baby. Just keep matriculating the ball down the field, boys. The KC Morning Show. Kitty, Kitty, what's the word? If it's a Monday, I believe that's uh, you've got a word of the day. I sure do. Today's word of the day: gamutlik. <laughs> what the hell, gamutlik? Gamutlik. Where do you be finding these words? Part of speech, adjective, origin, German. Uh, naturally, yeah. Mid nineteenth century. Definition. Please. Pleasant and cheerful. Examples of gamutlik in a sentence. The dinner party had a gamutlik, easygoing vibe. I'll change it to Hartzell. Okay. Hartzell was known for his gamutlik demeanor. Oh, wow. Gamut me, baby. Gamutlik. Gamut me, baby. <laughs> gamutlik. Hey, that's always a pending. Hell of a word. Hell of a day. Kitty, where can these folks find you? Feeling rather magutlik. Gamutlik. Gamutlik. <laughs> At Holy Hearts on the interweb. Oh, my God. You can get me at Hartsville965. You can get the show, the KC Morning Show, on Instagram. Don't forget the T-H-E. And then just KC Morning Show everywhere else. KC Morning Show at gmail.com. That's the email. And, yeah, we are nominated for Best Local Podcast. We are currently your reigning and defending Best Local Podcast. So we like to, like to run that back, be a two-time or two-X, like Tyron Matthew and those two interceptions. We want to take away the prize of Best Local Podcast from any other show. I'm going to give that to us. It'd be so gamutlick if we won. That's all we got. A good day to be a Kansas City. A gamutlick day to be a Kansas City. Let it go. My name's Hartzell. That's Kitty. We'll see you in the morning. Bye. You're listening to the KC Morning Show. Hey, 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 Hey,